0: This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hahn, head instructor at Aikido Fresno.
1: and With me is Joshua Teehee, assistant instructor at Aikido Fresno.
2: And my Solana McDaniel, first QN student at Aikido Fresno. Yahoo!
1: Hi, guys. Hopefully everyone's safe and uh, uh, non- uh, Coronavirus-free. Yeah, coronavirus-free. COVID-19. COVID-19. COVID-19, Covid Corbin-19. A, corv-
2: a Corvid is a bird.
1: <laughs> anyway, that's happening right now, and uh, it is definitely affecting a lot of people. So um, thoughts and prayers and all that.
0: Yeah. Well, we don't want to talk about it because it's everywhere. So if you right. want to find out about it, look somewhere else. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Here, we're going to talk about Aikido. Aikido. That's what we talk about.
0: Um, so I'd had this idea for a while, um, and this is something – I did for myself years ago, and I think it's been really important. And And I think it would be good if, if all Aikido teachers could do this. And, you know, if, if you're not an Aikido teacher, you could think about this for yourself, like learning this, you know, like what, what do you understand this to be? Um, so I, I wrote out three things as a challenge to Aikido instructors. Um, thing one was... Can you write out a complete syllabus for the system as you teach, beginning to end? So, meaning, can you write out all the stuff you do and and you know why a fifth Q can do this and a fourth Q can do that and what it is and and that kind of stuff? So, can you write out a complete syllabus? Two, can you write out a flow chart explaining the stages of progressing conflict, outlining Aikido's answers for those stages? So basically, you know, when conflict arises, what's stage one? What does Aikido say is the answer for that? what stage two what does Aikido say the answer for that and et cetera, so forth till you get to the final stage what's the final stage and what's Aikido's answer for that then three can you outline what training methods you use to develop the student's skills in those areas of training so meaning so you have a complete syllabus that's one two can you can you outline what are the stages of conflict and what answers Aikido has from your syllabus for that and then three, can you outline how you're training your students to actually do those things mm-hmm. yeah, in each one of those?
2: And, um, and so you're issuing that challenge to um, our... The throat. Yeah, I would
0: issue it to any Aikido instructor on planet Earth. Um, and then, or, you know, wherever you might Mars. be practicing Aikido. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, if, you, if you're if you not an Aikido teacher, so this is not just for Aikido teachers, if you're an Aikido student, can you do that for yourself, right? So can you say, this is the system of Aikido as I understand it? Can you um, put it on paper? Right, and then, then after you understand what the system is, all the things you do that you call Aikido, then can you say what stages of conflict that would help you in? So that would help in these areas of conflict, and then if you can do that... Can you do three, which says, this is how I'm training to actually be good at those yeah. things.
1: I think this is really good. I uh, I like all <laughs> of the questions. I think three, the third question to me would be the question that would be most impactful for most dojos, I think, because I think a lot of dojo, you know, if you really did sit down and do this, I think you would get to that third situation, that third question, and uh, realize that maybe you're not teaching the things that you need to you know that maybe you don't have training methods for all of the things that are there then in your syllabus or yeah. that you're not or or you know that that they're not as robust as they maybe need to be and we've talked about this before in terms of how how we train you know and and you know looking at um you know the 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 forms as sort of the that it should be the end piece and we look at it to be so by you know spelling it out like that and and actually like writing down all the training you you might see that like oh there's some stuff that's not getting trained
2: i think right now um you know that aikido is kind of having that um crisis of what you know what are we doing what are we what are our students even getting out of this and can we do anything that we say we can do Um, so all those questions kind of revolve around two, there are two important questions that need to be asked to help spark thought about what it is that we're doing. And the first one is what are we training for and what are we trying to achieve? What, what is Aikido good for? And the second question is, um, how are we training that? And I think there's a lot of, and that, so that would be they, question no. three is question the, two and question three. Question, question two and, two and three. question three. Yeah. Yeah. So, question one is mm-hmm. just,
0: do you know what your system is? Right. What do you call your system? Yeah. Question two is, do you know how your system addresses conflict? And right. question three is, how are you training to actually apply that in conflict?
2: And I would guess that most of our Mm -hmm. listeners or most of our listeners who are teachers here um, probably already have some sort of syllabus written down. So they probably have question one already answered. Um, But I would think a lot of, especially the way that that people converse online about these questions, about these ideas is they're focusing a lot on the training method. I mean, which is an important thing, the training methods and how we're not training it the way that we should train it. And here's how other martial arts train it. And that's better, blah, blah, blah. Um, But there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of focus on that question two that What are we training for, though? What kind of conflict are we addressing? And everyone wants to jump to, well, we're training wrong, and here's the right way to train stuff. But that relies on our idea of what we're supposed to be doing. And if you're not putting any thought towards that. Well, and I think that
1: the the, the questions have to be sequential and they have to be linked, right? right? So you can't just pull one out and go, like, here are our training methods. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're not using that to inform the second part, right. yes. and if that second part is not used to inform the first part, and I think what you're talking about, mm-hmm. if people sat down and did this, is they would see the discrepancies between the various things. Right. Yes. so the training methods mm-hmm. aren't matching uh, the things, the pieces of conflict that we say that uh, we're dealing with, and the pieces of conflict that we say we're dealing with aren't matching the syllabus necessarily mm-hmm. like I think there's going to be a lot of that for right people.
2: and ideally all three of those the, your answers to the three questions that Chris posed should there should be um they should there should be fluid throughout the three of them like they they should all feed back into each other and they yes. should yes they're totally be interconnected mm-hmm. they, they're interconnected
0: you really yeah. can't break them apart although that's three i think clear ways to look at them and go like oh what are these things you know and and like maya said i think a lot of schools will say oh yeah i can write out a complete syllabus beginning to end and most most schools can do that because they had to write a, a, a testing curriculum right. you know right. so like yeah. you know you got to know what you do at fourth q i think honestly there's there's a little more to it than that but but really the heart of what's more to it gets at it in question two which is okay so you do ikkyo what does ikkyo do you know and right, right. and it's not good enough to say well ikkyo shoves them down we we understand that in the syllabus yes but why does that shoving them down help you how do, how does it do that and where we, does
2: that fit into the puzzle of conflict right
0: right and so what stage of conflict is that and mm-hmm. i think a lot of people a lot of martial artists um uh, I'm not trying to pick on anyone here, but I think a lot of martial artists don't really think about beginning to end what conflict is. They just go, "Well, yeah, I'm in a fight, and so I'm doing stuff." And right. it's like, well, you,
2: "It's but, for when you're in a fight."
0: Right. Right. Yeah. It's for when you're in a fight. And it's like, well, there's a whole lot more to it than that. And, and each, what a fight is, consists of a whole lot of things. And so right. you've got to understand how your system's answering it. And then if you if you're able to answer two, then three should be. How are you actually implementing that on an unconscious level, meaning that the students just respond with those things? How are you training them to do that whenever? Um, And if you had all three of those, Aikido is solved for you. And and so, you know, a lot of times I'll say this is like, to me, for me personally, Aikido is solved. Like, I don't have any uh, outlying questions, you know, so anyone can ask me anything about Aikido or put me in any situation and I have a comfortable answer um, that I could explain 13 different ways because... Um, I'm comfortable with the system because I understand these three questions. Right. That I, and it, that it might not
1: be that your answer may not be acceptable to people. Sure, and that's fine. Um, but for yourself. Right. And for is, your system. And for yeah. the system and, and for the way that we – And I
0: should you know. be able – even if you disagree with me, I should be able to explain it to you in a way that you can logically follow why I'm saying this. Sure. Now, you could still go, I don't think that's right. You know, it's There's lots of – we have intellectual debates about stuff all the time. But you should logically be able to follow it. Right.
2: Yeah. And I think the other good thing about this exercise is um, forcing yourself to put it all down on paper is so valuable Um, because it's so easy to go like, oh, yeah, if somebody asks me something, I can answer their question or I can picture it in my head. I don't you know, I don't need to write it down or I've got it in the syllabus. Why do I need to write anything else down? Right. okay, Um, But can you make a visual for yourself? on paper can you write out can you pick the right word you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's just like studying for a test or something it's like you can be like oh i could answer that question okay but have you actually answered that question right. have you verbalized it right. have you because practiced? as you go to
0: do that you will find the flaws in your thinking so what- we all
2: know that there's a difference between you know saying you can do something and actually doing it in the, that situation in the moment um that's you know a totally different experience
1: so what do you i mean do Many schools have sort of uh, a syllabus that is set out for people um, that they, you know, so I know for a while we had a, a printed syllabus, we had a book, edit, and when you joined the dojo you got the book, and the book had sort of, here's what's going to be expected of you from uh, top to bottom as you're training, and it went from sort of our, our basic Q testing all the way to black belt. Um, is that something that's normal for, for many schools?
0: So um, it really depends. Um, yes, it's normal to have some something like that available. It's, it's pretty normal. Um, where that something comes from it, it is really dependent. So I say more and more now as we're seeing Aikido teachers take responsibility for their own dojos and start to not rely on organizations. I think we're starting to see more Aikido teachers coming up with their own syllabuses. Right. right? So, so meaning, for a
1: long time it was the organization, whether that's was right. Aikikai or whatever, whatever set okay right Right. so you know
0: like and there wasn't really a lot of questioning about that for years like you know i'd say in the 90s most schools were probably this way where you know hanbu dojo says this so we do this or you know there yeah u.s aikido association says this so we do that you know so whatever whatever group they belong to that's the requirements and so that's what they use um and i think that's a, a that's a problem and it's a problem we had for a long time because the teachers they know how to get the students through the material, but they maybe don't know why they're doing that, you know? Right. And so by being able to write out your own syllabus and say, this is what I know Aikido is as a whole, right. um, that, that that really helps, you know?
1: And it might be that it would be the same as the syllabus sure. you would Sure, very well could be. The... My
0: first syllabus that I ever wrote up really looked very little different than the first syllabus I ever learned, you know, because I didn't know another way to structure it. And it was just through years of working with students that I figured out different ways to... To put that together, and so it
1: should be something also that <clears throat> that you would update for yourself. It should be a live, oh, yeah. a live
0: document. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know how many I've had now. You know, so I've been <laughs> teaching regularly since. Uh, oh,
1: I know exactly how many. <laughs> <laughs> Seven. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Sixteen. But I have. Years, I think but I have seen them. Some, <laughs> so uh, I, I have seen them all.
2: I and I have so. something um, which you know maybe for students. If you're not an Aikido teacher, um, having that stuff start to be written out for me, I have. Um, For each test that I've taken, at least with with Chris, I have uh, a document that has, you know, this is, you know, Maya's, you know, second Q study guide, third Q study guide, first Q study guide, and I have written out on it. Um, you know, the syllabus essentially with my own notes and scratchings and crossed out things and diagrams and stuff. And it's fun for me to look back at each version of that because not only does it reflect like what stage of learning I was at at that time, it was what the syllabus was like when, right. when you know, during that time. And then also it's cool because I can go back and go, oh, hey, I made that note like two tests ago. Let me pull that out. Let me put it. Now I have a whole notebook um that I got for my first q test and I've got pages and pages of things that I've written and rewritten and drawn diagrams and stuff and like that is the beginning i think that's the student's version of the right. teacher's notes the teacher's syllabus that side of it you i know? think
0: i think there's a real fear among um, aikido teachers of like updating their syllabus because then that somehow says that the the first one wasn't good yeah you know mm-hmm. and yeah, so it's like oh true. like i'm not legit or something you know some right. i was oh, teaching you some bullshit but the truth is as you learn more your sy- syllabus should update all the time like you should go oh i understand this better now or this thing is actually taught better at this stage or you know like right and it's
2: it's not that you're like oh gonna just delete all this stuff out. I mean, maybe you do make that choice, but a lot of the time changing the syllabus doesn't mean you're scratching out a bunch of stuff and adding in a bunch of stuff. It's more like rearranging.
0: That's right.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. So if you look at our syllabus for example, um, you know, all of the same stuff is there. Like I don't think anything has been taken out. No. But um, you do not get to look at you just we don't look at things uh, in the same order, things yeah. in the same order. So for instance, you're not going to be doing I mean, you may be doing a uh, ikkyo early on in your study, but it is not until later that you... Are tested ...we begin that. to see it as a as right. a testing material, katate do ikkyo, or, or, or whatever. Um, and also the way that it's tested, right? So um, you, you may not be asked to do a katate do ikkyo as such. Right. Um, it's still there. It's just the, the, the context... Has been changed, and right. th- and where we put it in the list of importance ha- has changed.
0: Right, right.
1: Whereas before it was like, yeah, you when you start, you're gonna know uh, Ikyo you know, four variations of Ikyo, and, yeah. and kokunage right, for your first test, right. You know, or you're gonna and and uh, now it's like we're not even gonna, you're not even gonna look at that or even think about that until much later down right. down the line.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you know, so part of the syllabus is. Um, uh, just uh, strictly, what is the body of knowledge? So that's an important part. And then another part of the syllabus is what is the proper progression through these materials? You know, I feel yeah. like that's a very important part of the syllabus. And, you know, for me, as my understandings change, I've really realized how to emphasize what I think are the most important parts right away. And then the parts that are less likely to come into play further down the line, you know. So, for example, you're really in our syllabus now. You're not working. We have nine cues to, that you test for. And you're not working on any real technical material as most schools would see it until 4th Q. But by the time most of the students get to 4th Q, they don't have a hard time learning the techniques
2: because,
1: because – they have all the pieces. All the base was already right, and built for seen, it. they've seen They've everything seen them all, yeah. Right. Because they, they come out in, in yeah. Tra, you know? They right. could easily
2: point out like it's cool – because we have a couple of students that are um, in that mid range now. Right. What are they? Fifth queue. Fifth
0: keys going into fourth. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and so they're now having to look at these techniques, and it, we're showing them in some ways. We're showing these techniques for the first time. You know, we're showing Shominuchi uh, Kokuinage for the first time, or Shominuchi Jujinage. Um, and they can recognize, they're like, oh, hey, yeah, Jujinage. You know, they could, they could easily raise their hand and be like, what technique is this? And they can already identify them. They can already see the pieces. They know what a Shonuchi is. And it's did. because know, we, you know.
1: we've showed them Jujinage as hadoki, Right. right. We showed right. Them.
0: And they know the Taino Hinko, and they know the rules of Taino Hinko, and they know the rules of um, Haragi, and they know, you know, so they know all the rules to right. follow. Mm-hmm. So once you introduce techniques, it's pretty easy to learn them because... It's just little details on stuff you already know,
2: right? They're plugging in
1: all those pieces that's that right. they've learned, and in a lot of ways, that's I feel like that's backwards of of how I mean, it's definitely backwards of how we started, yes, it's and how very most places backwards. train it, where it's like you um, you start with the technique and you learn all that other stuff through the technique, right? So I'm right. learning haragi right. through the technique, which is cool, and it, it you can get there. It takes a long time, though. And it takes a long time, and I think it really
0: abstracts the truth of it and makes it harder to apply that truth to other things instantly, you know? And and you see this a lot where um, Aikido schools is like, oh, you know, Kokunage is really, really good, but, you know, I don't really know these techniques yet. And it's like, I think when we start giving students techniques now, they learn them all pretty equally, right? So, like, there's not a huge, you know, there's always favorite techniques, but it's not a huge difference in techniques because they're understanding the important principles that are being applied applied
2: it's like um like a painting class and like the traditional way to teach aikido is like um
0: copy monet
2: right yeah today no. we're gonna um we're gonna paint this uh this scene with a house and some trees and all this different stuff and it's full you know full color everything we're start to finish we're going to sketch it out do the whole thing you know and so you're learning like how to sketch the thing how to you know pick the right colors how to do these different brush strokes and how to do perspective because you've got lines and shadows and whatever and that's so many different things and you're going to learn it all at once because we're doing a full painting you know and that's cool because then you have a painting to hang on your wall at the end But have you really learned those techniques other than just in that one setting, you know, where like a, like a painting class would teach you, okay, here's a whole section on shadows. Here's a whole section on perspective drawing. Here's a whole section on gonna, colors we're and gonna color gonna, mixing. Right. And, you know, we're like. are
1: going to teach you a, a brush stroke. Right, exactly. Right,
2: right. Yeah, how and to that, do that you thing know. that Bob Ross does, you know? That <laughs> like, also
0: then gives you the ability to look at anyone else's paintings and decide if that painting is right. good or not because right, of, of different yeah. things. Instead of just going, well, I just looked at one picture and I can draw one picture, and you but can take I don't know anything about those that. Those
2: skills and start to put them together in a unique way for yourself and go, like, hey, hey, I just want to do a picture of my cat. And then I then can I do, do that now because right. I've learned shadows. And, and I've imagine learned how you know.
1: many individual paintings you would have to do before you became able to be like proficient to- as a painter. Right. As, you know, the other flip side of it is if you've just got all of the skills, then when you were ready to paint, you could paint. And you could do anything, and not right. that you're
2: not practicing those skills throughout doing that thing. It's just that you're you're kind of focusing in <clears> on one thing, and then focusing a little on another, and then stacking those skills together, and kind of like more. You know, we don't teach babies how to run; they have to walk first. Right. You know, they have to crawl first. They right. have to, you know, like learn to get their balance. Like, right. we're not saying, okay, go run a marathon. You know, right? Like, yeah, the minute, zero to one hundred. You can stand. Here. You know. Um, I think the other thing, too, that's, like, important about changing your syllabus, and and I think people are afraid of um, the the senior students that they keep around giving them shit for changing stuff.
0: And there will be some of that.
2: Because I have definitely (laughs) given Chris shit for being like, why are you changing this? You know, because it's like, oh, no, it's something that I'm used to, and now you're changing it, and now does my, you know, fourth Q ranking mean nothing because you changed the fourth Q, you know, syllabus or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's so important because you're constantly bringing new people in also, and you're getting new people to constantly try those new, um, ways of teaching the syllabus on. And those people are giving you feedback and the old people can give you feedback once they get more comfortable with the uncomfortable. Like there's so much value to that. You know, I was reading something, um, some two, two teachers that teach a, um, human sexuality class that I took that's very, very popular at my college. It's like a 600-person class and they teach it every semester and they've been teaching for 25 years or something. And they are talking about how often and every semester still they change the syllabus. They, they've never taught the same syllabus twice. And not that it's you know, drastically different information that they're teaching. But every year they, they, they give everyone a survey at the beginning and at the end and go, what would you have liked to have learned? What would you put in a different order? They're always getting feedback. Right. And every class they're teaching is slightly different. Right. And, and that's, that's so that's valuable. That's you should be as an active yeah.
1: teacher.
0: Um, okay, so I think we covered syllabus in pretty good detail. <laughs> yeah. um, let's, let's talk the second part, which is, um, uh, do you understand conflicts as it unfolds? And how your syllabus answers those stages of conflict, and and this is important. It, it maybe is not important. I mean, maybe a lot of schools could get away with just stopping at uh, one, right? If you could really do a good job of one, which is like, you know, can you write out a whole syllabus? That might be good enough, and and it is good enough as long as. It doesn't require something from outside of the system, like so meaning, you know, if I had a ballet system and it was just an aesthetic thing that we're looking at and going like, oh, they can do those demi-plies and whatever, then cool, that's great. You can do that. But in Aikido, a lot of people are studying it because they want to then have some ability to deal with conflict. So... If you think your school does that, like gives people the ability to defend themselves and things, then you do have to ask another question, which is, what does that look like? What does conflict look right. like? And how do we answer and that? Where,
1: where are we in the spec? We have a spectrum, but where where are we on the uh, yeah on the spectrum of conflict? Right? Right. because we realize that not all conflict is the same, and that punching is not the same as wrestling is not right. the same as shooting, having verbal conflict. Shooting someone yeah. with a gun or whatever. Um, and so you should be able to, to say definitively, uh, you know, my martial art works for from here to here on the on the spectrum. Or, or right. Right. And it doesn't work. And, and maybe I think this is the more important part where it doesn't work. On the you know right because I think there's a lot of that's where we get a lot of the the conflict right now our ego gets upset and we're like oh we can do that in Aikido which is like we are not willing to look at that and go like yeah it doesn't work over here right it doesn't work at the if we're at this part of the spectrum we need other answers right Um, so yeah I think you have to be able to say that Um, and if you don't then you all you're gonna end up doing the thing that we're doing. Right now, which is, is uh, going like uh, Jiu-Jitsu and boxing and Aikido are all the same.
0: Yeah, that is what we're doing right we're
1: now. We're just th- throwing them all in the same... They're all good for fighting. They're all thrown which in the same... Which one's better for fighting? The same basket. And the truth is, they're not the same because they all are looking at different parts of that spectrum. Right. Right, so you have struggle on the very end that you're doing with Jiu-Jitsu. You have contact that you're doing with boxing. And Aikido looks at even a space ahead of that right right?
0: it we're we're beyond the state now in the world um where you can just say it's good for fighting i mean you know maybe you know 20 years ago it was good enough to say oh it helps you in fighting fighting. it's good for self-defense what does that even mean now you know and and people are aware of that because people are starting to do things like they look at mma and they're like oh mma does all these things that's pretty good and then they see an mma fighter who was an awesome fighter get beat up at a gas station and they're like oh, wait, that guy got beat up at a gas station, but he was super good at
2: MMA. Right. Yeah. So how could that happen? How could that
0: possibly happen? And so the public, the general public, is much more informed now. And so Aikido teachers need to be more informed, and they need to be more informed than the general public for sure. And they need to be able to say, here are the kinds of conflict that can happen, and here is what our, our martial art does, right? And I mean, a good example would be like, you know, let's just look at the difference between, I think most most of our listeners will understand these, what's the difference between judo and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? Now, you could say, oh, they have a lot of the same syllabus, and it's like, well, judo's specializing in stand-up one-on-one, where Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is, is focusing more on ground one-on-one. Right, right. You know, and and then you know, some people get upset about that and they're like, Oh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu does teach some stand-up stuff, but it's like, yeah, but that's not its specialty. Right. And so if you wanted to specialize in stand-up stuff, you wouldn't go to a Brazilian jiu-jitsu right. school. And there's no shame in that. That's not anything against Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. It's chosen to specialize in this area of conflict. Right. And then it can show you, you know, like so we have like O Ghosh and Kosotogeri, and we have all these things that are, are good for stand up stuff. And then you go to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we have scissor sweep and we have this and we do it a lot and we have more better training methods. So you can see how that system is better for that kind of conflict than another system. And so, what Aikido teachers should all be able to do is say, when you're looking at conflict, Look, and you know I'll, I'll I'll say some outrageous ones. You're not gonna learn anything about helicopter combat fighting, right? right. You're not gonna learn anything <laughs> about uh, ham radio operating right. you're not gonna you know there's lots of things that like have to do with conflict Shooting. that yeah, you're not gonna learn anything about that stuff here, but here is what we're talking about
1: right And I think that's sort of an issue because I think there is a bunch of conflict. As to what we are talking about. Right. And like I think that's the problem is that people just don't know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, even within Aikido. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and so, I, and that's why something like this is really good because you have to put all three of those together. So you can look and go, like, okay, we have our syllabus here. Looking at the syllabus, um, does are we good at doing ground grappling? Well, what does the syllabus say? Right. Well, the syllabus probably says not so much because we don't have hardly anything. Uh, does it? Are we good at contact? Right. Uh, well, I don't know. What is, stuff, the, yeah. what is the syllabus? What does the syllabus say? Right. So you can use the syllabus to inform that that second part, but you have to do that, and then we you can begin to. You know, work them together.
0: Right, right, right. And so, so it just has to be clear for you as to what it's doing. And and you know, you should be asking if you if you say like you know, Aikido is a grappling art. And I think a lot of schools would say something like that. You know, like meaning it has to do with like wrestlingy stuff, grappling. Um, Then it's like, well, why would the way we grapple be better than any other school? And other schools have such drastically different measures than ours. And when we put our people into grappling situations, do they do as well as judo people or Brazilian jiu-jitsu or Greco-Roman or American freestyle or any of these grappling specific styles, you know? and 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 why is that and so so once you start being able to understand that then i think you can ask better questions and give better examples you know like one of the hardest things i think for most aikido people to be asked is oh aikido what does that teach you yeah
1: what is right
0: right because i think most aikido people go uh well it's not like karate well it's not really like judo but you know and so if you understood conflict then you could much more readily explain what aikido does
2: yeah i think if you're if you're <clears> wanting to do this you need to sit down and critically think about like so kind of like we were talking about with the defining martial art or defining right. like you're, a term you sit down and, and say what I is aikido mean? for what are we training for what can we deal with and then make a statement and then question you know if you have no one to question you you know if you're doing this exercise on your own then ask yourself okay it does this well what does that mean or how you know could you be this kind of person who does this martial art? You know, start asking yourself those follow-up questions and see if you can well answer those. Right. And, and then
1: also look at look at the syllabus, right? right. Look and, at your right. training right. techniques, right. Right. right? And if your syllabus and your training techniques aren't doing that thing, then you're not doing that thing, right? right. Be right. consistent with yourself, right? That's a hundred percent. And so that either should tell you a you need to change your syllabus, or b you need to to reevaluate what. Aikido is good for it. right.
0: It, it's interesting so you look at something like Kodokai, like you know, Stan Pranen, uh several years back had had posted a, a challenge, which was like, um, you know, it, explain how you do Kodokai and why and what's good and what's bad about it, et cetera, yeah, so that forth. Was cool. That it was cool. Was, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because something like Kodokai <clears throat> is great because Kodokai is ubiquitous across Aikido. Every school does a Kodokai, but when you start asking people, "What's it good for?" then we really start. You know, rubber hitting the road here, where it's like, wait, why would yeah, you well, choose to twist place. their wrist yeah. instead of hip toss them? <laughs> right. You know, like why is that a good choice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so once you start getting at that, you can go, oh, well, that technique is probably best only in this situation. What other kinds of situations would Aikido techniques answer? And then once you do that, you'll you'll just they'll all start answering each other really quick. Um, but that's what you have to be able to do: is say what kind of conflict is Aikido good for, and what parts of the syllabus work in those stages of conflict yeah. so which leads us to question three which is how are you training your students to apply the syllabus in those areas of conflict that you're talking about right so you know we have the syllabus the material we're working on then we have conflict and how aikido fits into the conflict and then three how are you actually training your students to do that thing this
2: is really where the rubber meets the road <coughs> um, because the syllabus is um, kind of what you say on paper, what you're doing, what you, what you say you're telling your students and you're teaching, and then the, uh, what are we training for? What is it? What are we doing? Um, that's what you've decided, uh, that you think Aikido is for. Now, do those two things meet up? Are right. you, are you actually training your students to, to do what you say you're training them to do and how, and, right. and are those methods working out for you? Right. You know? Right.
0: And there's a real important sneaky thing in there, which is like, look, maybe you can do it. Maybe you're a badass, you know? Maybe Sensei X is awesome, and no one can come in the dojo and and take down Sensei X. But can Sensei X make his students like him? And I think there's a big problem with this in the Aikido world where there are some badasses around, but they don't have any students who are badasses. And the reason is because they, they don't know how to get their students to the level they got to, you know? Right. And so this is really where... Being a good teacher has to come in, you know, like how do you make someone else like you?
2: Yeah. Right. How do you create um, ways to train the things that you say you're training? Right. And I the mean, situations you're training for.
0: And I, I think this is the weakest area in, in all right. of Aikido right now. And if
1: now. you're only doing forms and jiu that might not be enough, I think, personally. I just I, uh, Not that it might not be enough. It's a as we were talking about earlier in the episode. It's it's a n- not the most efficient way to get you where you need to be, right? Um, and, and, and it's kind of I find it to be a little backward, you know. If you're only doing forms and uh, and the giwas and not to say that those things aren't awesome. Oh
0: sure, you need those. Um,
1: and you know, but if those are the two things that you're doing, if you're doing two things every class, and one of them is forms, and then at the end of the class you're doing Gioaza, or maybe you are doing some rondori. You know, I'll put that in quotes or whatever. Don't I? Don't know. You I don't, need more tools
2: in your toolbox. I don't know if yeah.
1: that's. An, I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I personally don't find that to be enough. And I don't know. You know. And
0: to give a good real life example that I think most people will get is, you know, uh, if you have a football team um, and you are training them to be a good football team. You don't just say, look, hey, guys, here's the way you catch a ball with your hands, right. and then now let's go play a game. Right.
1: Now let's run our let's run our plays.
0: Right. Yeah. You, you, know. you don't do that, right? Uh-huh. So there are specific drills that you do to individually work on little skill sets that help you through the thing, you know? So like, you know, there's sometimes we just do running. Sometimes we just do footwork drills. Sometimes we just do um, little quick tosses or little short outs or, you know, all yeah, kinds yeah. of things we do. Um, oh, when I said football, a lot of our, our listeners aren't American. So yeah, yeah it goes goes for American, the other also.
1: American football or soccer. Yeah, soccer or soccer. The same yeah. Way. Um, soccer same would way. be the same way. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't just put some people. Like, Any sport. Kick a ball and then you you like here are the seven plays we do. Right. Go learn the sport right. by doing the.
0: Practice thing. doesn't just consist of like a lecture of talking about, you know, how to kick a ball and and maybe just isolated kicking the ball and then um, play and a then game. Plays, you know, there's, yeah. there's a lot of other things that have to go into that. And so you really, as a teacher, have to think a lot about how are your students going to get it and and i'll explain like what's happening because i think i think a lot of people don't understand what is they're trying to do which is you need to get their unconscious mind to do it and and that's the problem with forms like forms they, they feed a little bit of the unconscious mind but the problem is the conscious mind is really susceptible to situation Sorry, the unconscious mind is really susceptible to situation so meaning you know if you're doing it in a real mellow thing and you're training how to step through like this the student will do it differently in a different situation, so meaning if they're feeling stressed or pressured or right. the guy's too big or the guy's right. too short, you will have a different reaction. So they have to consistently see the technique in the kind of situation they're going to apply the technique. You
2: have to add pressure slowly yes. and gradually.
0: And different pressures. They have right. to see the different kinds of pressure. There
2: are different um, – variables that you have to slowly start to add in you can't just do something completely isolated and then all the variables all of a sudden now anyone can do anything right, right. That's that a, is not helpful that's, to someone. that's
0: doing forms and then playing a game right you know like that's yeah. it you know it's just not enough
1: and, I, and unfortunately i think that's a lot of how uh you know training exists
0: yeah i mean i am building my ability to do this still to this day like i'm constantly coming up with new drills and new ways to explain things and work on things for the students because i feel like i didn't get enough you know i definitely came up through um forms geowaza forms geowaza and i could do both forms well and i could do geowaza well but then when i started actually trying to apply it in situations that were totally different it's like oh i can't do this so now i need some way to figure out how to do this good and so right. so that's where different didn't drills didn't even come
1: in. probably understand what the where the forms and or what the geowaza was actually like what part of <clears throat> conflict geowaza was um uh, was trying simulating. was simulating yeah. right because it's a simulation and the same with the forms but I think one of the other problems is when you're doing a form a lot of times there's no context to what this what the simulation what part right. of the conflict right. is the simulation doing you have right? to answer
0: question two before you, right? can, you can really know, build
1: is, three is the guy attacking me has he already hit me a couple times what i mean where are we in the the thing um and the way that the forms are set up a lot of times you just you don't know am i uh am i trying to use a weapon and uh he's trying to stop me from that does he have a weapon that i'm trying to get from him is like what what's the situation and a lot of times the forms are just shown no Nothing, you know. No reason as to why you no do the reason, form. No reason, no, you know, and you're supposed to try to piece it out yourself in a, a lot of times. Right. Um, and that's fine, but again, that's a really long way to go about getting where you yes. need to be. Yes, So, you know, there are there are better ways and there are drills that you can do that that train the specific things so that when you see the form, you can see, so that you can see the form for what it is. Right, right. Or geowaza the same way, you know. See the geowaza for for what it is.
2: Um, yeah, as the teacher, it's your responsibility to um, to set the student's mind in the right direction to understand why they're learning what they're learning in the first place. You know, it's not just today we're doing ikio. Um, today we're dealing with this situation where ikio would come up, and here's why you might do that in this situation, and here's some of the potential issues with that happening where that might not be able to work because they do this or that you know and then at least gives you some context to right. why you might do that EQ, and you may still be doing a form totally stationary you know kihon but um but at least you have that 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 other information around it you know and then you can build from there okay now let's do it kino nagare okay now um they can um you know they can mess with your technique in this way. And here's the response that you no, might have. No, okay, right. now, so now we have two options that you can do yeah. in this situation and, and, or, and, you know.
0: And once, and that's like two, she's talking about mm-hmm. two right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> even once you've mastered explaining like, oh, this technique leads to this technique, you still then have to learn to do it on the spot spontaneously. So then mm-hmm. even though you, you now understand, so one is here's all the techniques. Two is here's the techniques and the little variations and how they would fit into what happens. And then three is now, can you actually do that stuff?
2: And here's some various situations so you can practice right. those things. And, going and I
0: think in the Aikido community right now, a lot of people recognize that three is is a real, real problem. that right. Aikido. The we training we, we really don't issue. know what's going on with
1: and it. And they're trying yeah. to fix it.
0: And they're trying to fix it. But the only way they can fix it is to look at other martial arts, which are doing something different than we're doing, and then try and use those methods and go like, well, we need to spar one-on-one uh, with gloves on or whatever. You know, like yeah, all these yeah. different ideas. And it's like, well, it's not going to work because we don't really understand two yet. you know. Once we totally understand two, then we can really start start to make drills which do three right right um anyways but i think those three are great um i had plan to do a little more talking about what we do at the school and I am yeah. I'll give full disclosure to everything we do at the school. Um, so maybe that's another podcast yeah, if people want to yeah, hear it, uh, let us so know we'll or really
2: spell it out, but if they
0: don't give uh, a shit then we don't have to, but but yeah, if you guys want to hear it, then let us yeah, know I and mean, we'll uh,
2: I think it might be good just so that people can kind of have a reference because as to what we of mean, what yeah.
1: someone else yeah is doing. Yeah.
2: Or maybe we can, you know, post that somewhere, you know, post a copy of the syllabus. I don't know if that's something you're interested no,
0: in. No, I have actually had a couple different um, listeners ask me for syllabuses, and I've sent them syllabi. Um, So, Mm -hmm. yeah, if if you want anything, I'll send you stuff. I don't care. Yeah, Um, man,
1: this is open source. Yeah, it's pretty open (laughs) source right now. (laughs) You know? And, yeah, I mean, in some ways, it's fine. I think it's fine to be because people are going to – that's how we're really going to learn. If everyone's just hiding out with their own stuff, um, you know, we're going to have a little bit more trouble, I think. Right.
2: Maybe we could just quickly give some examples of um, different training methods, you know? Uh, that people can kind of
0: one, two or three for number three, three. Yeah. Um, well, so you, you, uh, well, it depends on what you're training from one to one or two or from one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, um, a lot of Aikido schools are good about this. One thing that Aikido is training you in is to be aware of what's going on. Um, and that's a hugely important thing. And I think so many people are doing it. They just don't even know they're doing it, but it's important to realize this is like being able to pay attention to details. Like, you know, so I'll give you an example for my kid's class. While the kids are warming up and they've got to go through these exercises, I will often hide things around the dojo. I will change stuff in the dojo. And then at the end, I will say, either you guys uh, can tell me what I changed in the dojo or we're going to do a bunch more hard exercises. And so the kids really learn to pay attention. And so while they're doing something else, they're they're not they they've got their focus open so they can tell that I'm moving around and they're changing things. They're not
2: getting things. tunnel vision. That's
0: right. They're not getting tunnel vision. Cool. And so, you know, stuff like that is is a drill, like awareness drills. There's tons of those you can do and like, you know, if you start thinking about it, you'll figure out more and more and more to do. And it's built into Aikido training where it's like, you know, you come in the dojo and you fold your hakama and you all the stuff you do like the the ceremony we go through, but understand that that is developing your your awareness of stuff, you know, your, your Kokyu and your, your Shin, Um, it's building all that up, right? And if
2: that's something that you're stating in question two, that yes, this is something that we yes. are training as an answer to some of the yes. conflict issues yes. and, is to be aware. And for that... our
0: school system two, what does it have to do with conflict? Well, if I can tell someone's pissed off way before it goes in, I can start to a- address that immediately, before right?
1: Before he even comes in the door. Right. I, you know, I right. can
0: be... If I can tell that's a bad building to go into early because I, I realize like, oh, these things are out of place, then then I won't ever go in that building. Right. So that's a, a major answer. And so that's a kind of kind of practice we do uh, at the dojo. Um, as far as like distancing, we do lots of distancing drills where I make people like judge distance visually and see if they're too close and doing it with different weapons. So like, you know, if they have a club in their hand, can you assess how long that club is and what is good my eye and what is bad my eye with that club? Um, if they had a longer stick, can you do that? Um, what, what, what does it look like when someone moves fast to you? What's it like to be stuck in a corner? So all kinds of distancing and positioning drills like so you need mm-hmm. to be running stuff like that because that has to do with conflict it, you know for answer two, what does it have to do with conflict it has to do when someone's trying to get you and you don't want them right. to get you how can you keep a safe yeah. distance for yourself and you know we do, we do
2: a lot of positioning drills a you lot know? of
1: like multiple attacker uh situations and and a lot of them are are one off so it would be like the beginning part possibly of a geowaza but it's a quick just little little just a thing piece. yeah um, just so you can begin to get an idea of where you want to be positioned against more than one person right
2: and that's like what we mean by that's what I wanted was like some some examples of what in between drills because it's hard for people I think to conceptualize um, either you know something in between a uh, technique and you you know having an idea of like isolating like that like you know you have two people coming at you um, and which way do you move that is a drill right there. It's just going, you have two people coming at you, you know, which direction? Or now you have two people Uh, coming at you and one person changes direction.
1: Another good one that I think that we do, uh, have begun doing is this, uh, we call it the area of contention drill, but simple thing, like someone grabs you on a shoulder and your idea is to get free of that grab and their idea is to get a better grab. Um, And and you just do it and, and it can ramp up however you want, but you know, starting out, you do it very slow and it's very flowy and the idea is, Exactly that. My goal as the person being grabbed is simple. I don't want you grabbing me anymore. I want and I to, want to keep you from I want bettering your grab. Clear that grab and, and get back to a, a, a safe distance, a good my The other person's idea is to um, come in and grab and, and get a better grab and, and eventually lock me down. And when they lock me down, I lose. And so that's. The entire drill, right?
0: The better you are at answering question one and question two, the better and easier question question three three, will be to answer, you know? And so that's because it's like, you know, and for me, for a really long time, it was question one, question two, question one, question two. Like, I cycled through that a lot Mm -hmm. because it's like, okay, here's what Aikido prescribes, what my teacher taught me. Here's all the things my teacher taught me. And then it's like, shit, I don't know where this goes. I don't know where Jujinage goes, you know, like for a long time. Like, Where does Jujinage go? What
2: question is Jujinage answering? (laughs) Exactly
0: right. (laughs) And then it's like, it's like, like playing with it and understanding like, oh, this keeps coming up. And Jujinage is a good example. It was literally a student going, you're crossing my arms up all the time. Before I realized like, oh fuck, I'm doing I juju all the time. Right, 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 right. You know, but I didn't realize it because it was out of the context that I originally saw it in. And then once I, I was clear about what it was, then I could start to work with it more, which made me better at the drills, which made me better understanding why it works, you know. So so they all those three questions interlock and they will all help keep answering each other. And you've got to just keep working through them, you know. Yeah, and
2: you're gonna have to keep going back and tweaking things because things you'll have You've got to keep asking questions. Like the right. questions are what pick out the issues with your answers to those 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 original three questions. And right. so when you ask follow up, then you go, oh shit, hold on, that's making me question myself. That's well, good. Or you question might, yourself. Or you might you know? just have
1: it all figured out. Well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: then you're not listening to our podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. If you got to figure it out, then awesome.
1: Yeah. True. You're
0: doing better than us. Yeah, right. It's very true. That right. Is very true.
2: The questions should follow to more questions and more questions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, but anyway so so that's I think those three questions are really key and I think um, they should help any aikido teacher and I think you should definitely do it if you're teaching and if you're not teaching um, you should be doing it for yourself going yeah, like oh, how do, how do I think this works yeah. you know
2: I think and so I mean I guess this is a little preemptive tip of the week but I think we're here this is where we're at right now in this conversation um, so think about it Put it together, put it on paper, draw out diagrams, you know, ask yourself those questions, have your, you know, friends or whoever, your dojo mates ask you those questions so that you can further flesh out what you're, what you're teaching. And for the student, what you know at the level that you're at, right. you know, Right. so that you can tell people, this is what I know, this right. is what I do, right. this is what I'm training.
1: And this is how I'm training it. Yeah. All right. Come
0: okay, at, I think that's we're uh, 45 minutes here. Um, and also the batters are just about oh, out no. on this recording. Right. Let's so, so let's done.
2: thank our patrons then. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your patronage. Uh, so thank you to Barrett Lippi, Ben Bear Wrestler Aldrich, uh, Brian Crowley, Brooke Ferragamo, Christopher Asito, Constantinos Andrew, Dave Dewberry, Floor Hanowick, Francis Cordon, Franz Martinson, Grant Templin, Hil- Hillary Jones, Jim Gallant, Jim Sullivan, Lenny Akuna, Lisa Klein, Marcin Chiss, Matt Mumford, Matt Riley, Michael Heed, Okan Ayrton, Randy Stewart, Rob Kitson, Sam Sulian, Scott Byrne, Sension Center, o- uh, Sharon Okada, Thomas Polino, Tommy Siv, and Yuli Simgu. Thank you so much. Um, also, um, I-, I think it'd be a good idea just to work on your syllabus if your dojo is closed right now um, and you have yeah, some yeah. time off. Now's the time to think yeah. about your syllabus yep. and what you're doing yeah, with your school. And I just
0: told Maya, I was like, if our dojo was closed, I would write a book on Aikido. Right. She's, she's uh-huh. Like, you yeah. could close the dojo, and I was like, I don't want
1: to do that. Right, right. Do that.
2: <laughs> so, so take this time and and uh, see what you can come up with. Yeah.
1: Uh so we already had our tip of the week unless you got another one. No,
2: I mean that's that's it. Okay. That's that's the that's that the assignment. Is the tip of the week, it's the assignment so. of the week.
1: <laughs> um so that's it. And we'll we'll be back next week. Yep. Yeah,
2: um yeah, and, and you know, best wishes to everyone. Hope everybody's doing all right. Yeah, everybody's yeah. safe be and safe.
0: Uh, if you have
1: any questions, please send us an email.
2: All right, take care.
1: Bye.